guys, we're here with podcast number. I did this last time. I can't remember what it is. It's a gazillion. And it's one, one plus, uh, plus plus one, the other one. plus yeah. the other one. So we're uh, at SEMA, the 2014 SEMA show. I'm in a, a very secret room, and we stole <laughs> chairs from another room. So we're supposed to be quiet. Oh, we're quiet about yeah. that. We, these chairs were here. Anyways, I am sitting to my left, the main man, buffdaddy.com, Kevin Brown. We have we have a lot to talk about. Uh, about that, and I, I guess we'll get into the buffing contest later on, a little controversy, so wait till the end of the podcast for that. Very interesting. To his left, Jason Rose, main man. Hello. Yes, who's blasting out my ears right now. Okay. Hello. Thank you. And then, of course, team leader, car care guru from the Ford booth, Derek Bemis. Say hello, Derek. Hello, everyone. Yes, and then the resident comedian, my friend and father. Joe Fernandez. <laughs> I, I don't have much to say, but I'm like a, I'm like it. I'm like a little dog. You know, you feed me and I follow you home. So you let me in on one podcast and I'm I'm in. All I mean, seriously, he was comic. We had a detailers meeting last night. Um, Scotty Perkin and Cougar put on, which was pretty cool. Actually, it was more than pretty cool. It was awesome. And Joe was our comic relief the entire night. It was. You upset me. I wasn't trying to be funny. I was serious. Yeah, you were serious. It was. It was really funny. <laughs> All right, that so was the, good advice from the bottom of my heart. Uh, yeah, it, it sounded like it, but everybody was crying and laughing at the same time. So I don't think anyone heard that's, you. That's probably pretty funny, uh, Joe being serious. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, we had that moment at, at the meeting. It was like, say that, what was it, the you, the worst thing that happened to you this year and the, the most positive right. thing? Yes. And what, what was your response to that where everybody was like freaking out and laughing? Um, what do you think oh. first thing? I forget. <laughs> yeah. We, 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 they recorded a video, so it's there somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> I forget what I say. People say, you yeah, know, I love what you said yesterday. And they're, oh, man, oh, was it good? Or was oh, what did I say? Yeah, what did I say? <laughs> yeah, I'm not responsible for what goes on in my brain. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not responsible at all. Yeah. You know, I, I was watching a program once about somebody says, if you want to be a comedian, just listen to that voice in your head. Kind of a sarcastic voice, mm -hmm. and and just and just say what it says, and I'm thinking both of them, <laughs> <laughs> or just one of them. Don't, don't you have to translate it from Spanish into English? Uh, those other well, sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So the topic today is careers in detailing. Jason and I were walking through the SEMA show, the 17 miles of the SEMA show, and we were thinking about um, the various careers that a lot of you listeners can potentially, you know do or not do or uh i'm not really sure how to segue into that but talk to me a little bit about the different careers in detailing well you know interesting topic because those of the those of us that have been in the business a long time or long enough to notice trends um you know detailers that hair. yeah Maybe. that's right <laughs> or have oh, hair you know, over time, you notice what happens to detailers. You know, and the, you know, there's other businesses that have like the seven-year itch, where you know you're in it for a few years, and then you kind of want to go to the next level. So there's this point in time that I had, and and I've noticed other detailers, where you do your business for several years, uh, maybe ten years, twelve years, fifteen years, and then you want to kind of take it to the next level and do something with your skills and your experience and what you want to do, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, there's a variety of different directions that a, a seasoned, uh, you know, detailer can go in. Um, one of the obvious transitions is, you know, going from a detailer, you could go into sales, where you can transition into selling detail products. Like in a truck that goes around town kind of thing? Yeah, or a detail supply store or, you know, things of that nature. That's we actually had a guy last night at the meeting say that, the, the car guy, car, C-A-R products or mm -hmm. something. 
you've been detailing for X amount of years. You seem like a young enough guy. This kid that said he was having a kid, you know, like a right. child with his wife or whatever, and he, he wanted to change careers from the hands-on and do exactly what you're saying, which is sell, sell products. Sell yeah. products. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just, let's not kid ourselves. We all know it's a very taxing yeah. career to be involved in. Very passionate, yeah, labor, very taxing. Yeah, yeah labor-intensive, labor yeah. So, I mean, you get to that point where you're like, hey, I you know, want to do something else. But this, you know, transitioning into sales, you could either work for somebody else who, you know, owns a business distributing products or you can start your own, uh, you know, distributorship of uh, detail supply products. So that's one avenue you can go in. And, uh, you know, another one is training. As some, sometimes these, you know, detailers, they have a lot of knowledge and also have skills in speaking and, you know, training, they can actually go into either being independent trainer or working as a trainer for someone else. So that's that's another direction. We've, you know, there's lots of examples of that in our our industry right now where people have taken that route. Mm -hmm. uh, Kevin Brown is one of those guys, you know, detailer and then... Uh, and trainer? Yeah. And head scientist. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and, and sex goddess. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> there you I, I thought I would take it there. Well, I have some notes on this topic, but Sex Goddess wasn't was, Wasn't on that one? No. Yeah. <laughs> People are driving. They're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Now, now I'm paying attention. What happened with, with Kevin Brown? But you know what you're saying is one of the biggest motivations for a lot of us, we're getting up there in age, you know? Mm -hmm. And the reason you want to transition to something else is just uh, because of uh, your body can't take it anymore. It's yeah. not for lack of liking the job no 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 lack yeah. of passion you know money's good and this type of thing but just uh, i'm starting to feel it mm -hmm. and, and things are just getting tougher you know so that's why uh, you hire younger helpers you know to do inside of the back windows and wheels this type of thing yeah well joe you and i were having this conversation yesterday the day before we um we're talking about expanding our businesses if we get a shop could we add more trucks now, these aren't necessarily alternative to what we're doing because we're still going to be doing the physical labor but as you get older in the business look at those things it's not necessarily driven by money by other things yeah right. right there's there's a logical next step you still want to be involved yeah. in the passionate side and do construction and how else you can weld yeah rub that paint but not every it, of everything it, it's bad. either that or i'm just gonna throw it all away and you become an underwear model so right now i'm on the <laughs> fence right now i got a decision to make yeah <laughs> you know I don't even know how to respond to that. You know, I'm checking my notes. I don't have that here. You don't have that either? You have underwear model. I'll write it down. So, yeah, so training. And, and then there's another part of it is um, I'll speak for myself on this. I really enjoy the training part. But part of the motivation for me personally is just I want to give back. I mean, detailing has been such a good um, thing for me over my, over my lifetime. So I had a good business, and, and it's, I want to help other detailers. So that, right. that's uh, part of why I do what I do when it comes to training. So, but yeah, you're right. You get to that age, and you get your body starts feeling like, oh, I don't want to do three cars a day anymore. Right. And, um, so yeah, training's one of those. I'm gonna hop in on this. I'm gonna play the other side. If, okay. if let's say you don't want to do training, and you don't, you just want to be a detailer, and you want to keep going. I think the thing that I look back now is that I didn't train enough to be a trainer. And you're like, well, at least I can go to the classes. You read the books. You practice. That's not what I'm talking about. I meant like in the gym training. I know that sounds stupid, mm. but I'm starting to get back and do that again because my knee exploded. And I found yeah. out from the surgeon and, you know, like trainer coach that the knee exploded because the muscles around the knee, because I, I played college sports and the whole thing, but that was 10 years ago. 
So quite honestly, I have no glutes, meaning my butt. I have no uh, hamstring. I heard that about you. Well, you know, Joe. Joe was. (laughs) 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 Anyhow, I I think the other side is if you really want to stay into it, you have to, like anything, like a sport or whatever, you know, people are professional athletes and they have to train and then Mm -hmm. go to the game. Mm -hmm. Our game is detailing. I think I I, I think I should train. I I wish I would have thought more about training because when I brought the trainer down, this guy from Toronto, super sweet guy, Colin Campbell, he was on the podcast last time about what we can do as detailers to protect the body. And he stayed with me for three days and I did what what I do for three days. And he just followed me around. And at the end of it, he did this whole report. And basically he's like, of the top jobs I've been doing for 20 years, you have the top five most physical job that's uh, not yeah. like powerlifting, wow. but in terms yeah, of the, the bending. And he said, as soon as you bend over and you put a machine with that vibration, yeah. it blows your back out. And, goes, wow. and, and I was like, oh, wow, that's cool. Okay. And then when I sat down with the surgeon and I got discharged from my knee, yeah. he said, you know, the thing you need to think about is I'm going to see you in like two years again because you're, you're killing your body. He says, I, you need to be in the gym doing, I'm not a deadlift guy, but I don't, yeah. I don't know if you know about deadlifts. It's all about the, your butt and your thighs or whatever. Yeah. So I'm doing all these crazy leg exercises to not blow out the knee. Well, yeah. see, I got a 100-pound gut, so I don't have to go to the gym. Yeah, when I'm working out, I'm working out. <laughs> that's a, that's he's working thing. out when he's walking down yeah, the Yeah, walking down the street and working out. You know. That's an interesting topic that you bring up, though, because, like you said, a lot of the professional sports and um, athletes in the world, they train daily. Before, better for, for the actual event. Our actual Correct. event, if you do want to make a you know, similarity, similarity is detailing. So that's our event. You kind of have to train before that. And I think, I certainly didn't, I'm not going to pretend like I thought, thought that idea. It was more of like, oh crap, your knee exploded. You're now not yeah. going to make any money for six months. I had to rethink yeah. a few yes, things yeah. about yeah. Like, what's going on. You know what? If, if, so if the underwear model thing doesn't work out <laughs> for me, I'm, I'm going to create a gym, the detailer's gym. So we'll have the buffer machine in the corner. We yeah. have the wheel machine. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it'll be like a fifty-pound buffer. And you gotta keep lift it up, bring That's it down. Lift it up, bring it, it down. Yeah. Yeah. And the machine, yeah. you're lifting the hoods up and lift down. Lift the hood up and down, up and down. <laughs> Opening the door, yeah. shut the door. And there'll door. be a seat with a glass behind it, and get in and twist and wipe <laughs> the window. <laughs> you know? It'll be the detailer's gym. I love it. Yeah. That's awesome. Can you see idea. the guys with the buckets of water? Buckets of water. <laughs> running, running up and down, back and forth. Go, 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 go. That's go. it. Walk up yep. the stairs, down the stairs. Yep. SUV, the SUV machine, do the roof. You guys Come are missing down. the biggest one. I'm telling wax you. Wax on, wax off. Oh, wax, wow, good. that's a given. <laughs> so that's it. Never mind. Oh, the there podcast. We, go. we can all retire now. The wheels just fell off this podcast. I love it. I love it. That was exactly what I was hoping for. You know it's a good idea. It's a great idea. Oh, Joe, you're so silly. You can go open one now in New York. <laughs> yes. Yep. Train like a exactly. detailer. Yeah. Yeah. Detail fitness. Yeah, he's got a detailer's body. Look at him. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yep. body. yeah, you get asked all the time, hey, are you a detailer? How'd you know? Yeah. <laughs> Look at your back. Yeah, yeah rock solid forearms <laughs> and yeah, like no forearms. Look at okay. them forearms right there. And shoulders like, you know, Kevin Brown. Yeah. You had another point, but I don't remember I where we are in the story. Yet. Hey, yeah. come, hey, you know, come buff to get buff. That's yeah, right. yeah, that's it. Hey, that's your tagline, man. Yep, come buff I'm to get buff. Right there. Yeah, I'm actually writing that down. Oh, oh, come buff to get buff. Come buff to get buff.
How do you? I don't understand how your brain. Works. This is a whole. Other I got two two voices. Two, vo- two voices. And whatever, yeah. and whatever tells me to say. Sometimes it surprises me. I said, "Damn, that was pretty good." Now I don't know if it's appropriate to ask at this time, but which voice was that? <laughs> the little Cuban maybe, one. Maybe we don't hey, want to know. Is the little Cuban one in my brain. Yeah. Tell him you're gonna open a gym. Oh. <laughs> and you're gonna train with a buffer. <laughs> I'm crying. Wow. Yep. And you grab the buffer and arriba pa abajo, arriba pa abajo. So that, and then I got translated and it's funny. Oh. Yeah. So that, okay. that totally worked there. Woo. Okay, where were we? I don't really know where to go with that. <laughs> you were going to say something that interrupted you and then we went off on this rabbit uh, hole. Yeah, so. Laugh fest. Another. <laughs> oh, I'm crying right another now. Another area besides the detail fitness gym. Uh, you know. Underwear model. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of a wool pad, you put a steel plate on that buffer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, <clears throat> you're going to edit. this has got to be one of the most fun-filled, <laughs> entertaining podcasts, comedy-wise, anyway. <laughs> I'm holding back, because so, I know we have a time constraint. So. No, we're good. We're oh, at 13 okay. minutes. Oh, we're gonna I'm sure now? people are, yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, we're good. Yeah, you gotta so listen to people laugh on this. Yeah. What was the topic again? <laughs> That's right. Good Careers in detailing. Yeah. So, I mean, another direction a detailer can go in is if you think about the car factories. Okay, there are positions at car factories that detailers can uh, progress progress into. For example, there are managers in the paint department at a um, car factory. You know, they're painting cars, and there's a, a manager for the paint side of it, but there's also a manager that make sure that the uh, defect removal and the final polishing gets done properly and on time and um, to their objectives and all that. So that's one, you know, I one never thought of that. Oh, I yeah. I never thought of that. If, yeah. if you watch, like, the Discovery Channel or whatever and you watch the Ferrari or the Lamborghini and you see those guys, those guys are, like, that's, like, a dream job for all of Italy. And I think in, in the United States, too. But there's, yeah. you know, there's guys that build the motors and the transmission, whatever. But at the end, when they go through the, the detail booth or the painting yeah, booth, I'm always like, oh, my God, that's my dream job. <laughs> sit there and polish well, cars. Well, I've been... I've, the guy who scrutinizes every Ferrari that comes out of here. Yeah. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. That, 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 would be yeah. that would be a sweet job. Maybe not polishing, but going in there like, that's not great, you know, good enough. Yeah. And quite frankly, and I've said this before, and I think I may have gotten in trouble from Ferrari, but Ferrari paint is not all it's cracked. Yeah, I was going to say that because they, they don't do a good job. I know. Well, Bentley, when Bugatti. They're, they're when I get right. a call from a client that has a brand new Ferrari, I already know that we can sell them on finishing and polishing it mm-hmm. with a color sanding marker there. And typically, the, at least the Ferraris that I keep doing are super soft. Super soft yes. paint. It's already swirled up. There's yeah. usually dust nibs, you know, all these kind of crazy things in there. Right. I feel like the Ferrari gods are going to beat me up on that. But. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way. The people and, like us are saying we're making it better. And then uh, to extend further from that, the uh, <laughs> car manufacturers also hire people to be kind of like a manufacturer's rep at the car dealership level. So there's positions that exist where a guy has a territory and they go around from car dealership to car dealership on a specific brand, let's say, you know, Mercedes. So they, <clears throat> this is a guy that goes from Mercedes dealership to dealership and, you know, kind of not not mandates, but kind of overlooks the the processes and the detailers at the dealership level to make sure that you know Mercedes is happy with how cars are coming out. Mm-hmm. So that that's one example of a position that a detailer can do. We're taking a picture on on the on the podcast right now 
good joke. That's why oh. we're <laughs> I used all my face this time. <laughs> so, and then, you know, another direction that a detailer can go in is in product development. Uh, someone who has a lot of good hands-on experience with products, you know, can go to a car care products manufacturer and, you know, get a position. That's kind of how my whole career in, in yeah, yeah. producing yeah, you're products. Yeah, you're a good exactly example of that. Yeah. You detailing and then you progressed into actually developing products and, and you're also a good example of the next one that I had on the list, was, which was um, reselling products. You know, or, or creating your own brand. You know, detailers, if you have the name or, you know, the uh, initiative, you can kind of create your own brand and and uh, go that route. You yeah. know, and there's, there's several people right now in our industry that are doing that. I, you know, I think it's slightly oversaturated, but it's easy enough now <laughs> to, to, to do that. Yeah, I know. Our, our industry needs another car care that, brand. That's exactly <laughs> what it does. This is different. My, my, my products come from the moon. And yes. <laughs> <laughs> moon, the moon rock compound. Yes. Yeah. Where are you? Uh, where are you with that? Well, I have one more. Um... Zero gravity abrasive. Right. Zero gravity abrasive. Oh, I'm gonna write that one down. Yeah, that is so, good. So another direction uh, is media. Oh yeah. Can you think of somebody that? I can't went think of anyone. <laughs> I've got it on lockdown. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, we're done. There, there, nobody, well, nobody can do that. that. Scratch that. <laughs> Hold for edit. Okay, and we're back. <laughs> no, yeah, for sure, you can definitely yeah. do that, but I don't recommend it. Anyways, um, <laughs> that's right. No competition. Kevin, you awake over there? Say something. Yeah, I was just thinking that those are all ways you can go, but in general. Most of us that have been in the industry a long time develop relationships with people that are in business and appreciate somebody that shows up all the time and is diligent and, and, and detail-oriented. And you can mm -hmm. certainly tap into that and say, hey, I think I want to work with you. You know, They may come to you and say, hey, I like what you do, and you know, we could use a guy like you to do something in my company. So there's a big yeah. possibility yeah, to I not even be in the detailing industry anymore, yet somebody know, you know, recognized your abilities because they've worked with you for so long and they can use oh, you yeah, in their yeah, company. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I can speak for myself. I'm sure the rest of you have been offered jobs from other clients of your own in different industries. It had nothing to do with automotive detailing, but it has to do with maybe you know <clears throat> your persistency or your meticulousness or yeah, thoroughness, that you type of your, things, your mannerisms. How you handled your business, yeah. Right, so, so it doesn't necessarily need to be in the digital industry, which we would all love to be in. And so. you'll still be in the realm of car in some regard mm -hmm. with that individual because you've been doing their yeah. collection of cars all these years. You're just transitioning your paycheck and you're still yeah. going to be in that. You know, you do this, this your whole life, really. Yeah, I've been offered sure. jobs for a few, from a few of my clients. That, I was, that was my next thing. If you get to that you know, echelon where, where you are and I hope to be someday and Joe, if when you get to that super high level, they'll, they'll hire you or at least offer you a job. They're like, hey, you mm -hmm. want to just sit here all the time and, and maintain the cars, which is Kind of a dream job, mm -hmm. you know, depending on if you want to travel or whatever. So that's yeah. something that I haven't decided I wanted to do. But as you get to that level, well, can you just sit here all day long and watch the car at when, you know, when they have 150 I mean, cars? Derek's doing that now with our team here at SEMA. Is He is hands-on, but he's running the whole detailing show for us. So he's the go-to guy. So he's already in a management position for that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's it's kind of a nice mix where he's, hands-on, but he's telling everybody what to do, and 
Who knows where it'll lead? Trying to ask. Mm. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. I thought we were going to be straight here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh. I, I lasted two days over there. I was two days. I was like, I tapped out. I'm like, I'm out of here. You guys are on your own. No, he gets several calls a day, and he has to go or send somebody. And you know, yeah. he does a great it, job. It, it, great with time management. Well, thank you. I yeah. appreciate that. Thanks for that twentieth for saying that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right now, under the table, he's yeah. sliding a twenty yeah. to. I'm gonna switch gears on everybody because oh. it's a topic oh. that that hit that hit last night, and it, this is probably more for Joe and oh. possibly more for you um, in terms of dealerships. They can see where you're pointing right now. Oh, 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 oh yes, that's right. The people at home. I was pointing at someone. Can you see? Twenty, 20 points if you know uh, who I was pointing. And what color uniform is Jason wearing? Yes, <laughs> pink underwear only. Now, last night there was uh, there was two there was three camps. There were the ones that were for dealerships, ones that were dead against dealerships, and the confused that were in the center. And they were kept looking. It was like a tennis match, and they're looking this way, looking that way. Uh, it was and a it was a battle. It was a miscommunication. Right. A miscommunication. So let me, <clears throat> let me lay it out there. The, the question at this meeting last night was, are dealerships good? I guess I'll leave it as broad and you know, vague as that. Are dealerships good for a detailing business? Meaning you go in there and you say, hey, Joe Schmo in the F&I department or the service department, I want all your business or all your new car preps or whatever. Let's put that to the side, whatever it is at this point. One camp said, yes, I like it because I'm in, the, I'm in a cold climate and you know see, the season drops off and I can fill in cars. Or during the busy season, if there's 15 minutes of spare time, et cetera, oh, yeah, I can take yeah. that and slide it yeah. in. That was that one. <clears throat> I hopped in and said, well, let me, let me back up. Then the other group said, uh, I don't, I'm trying to figure out how much I can say without – totally pointing out who you guys know who I'm trying to point out. <laughs> so there's, you know, auctions out there. And I think it that is a good option. If, if your town or your area is heavily auctioned out or heavily driven, driven yeah, yeah, there you go, or, or some other weird thing, uh, then take advantage of that and then make it profitable. I'm not disputing that at all. Yeah, because you're right. That point you made is there's a steady volume there and it tends to not be impacted by seasons and you know, it, it's kind of that regular bread and butter kind of business. I just, I believe, and Joe, I think, says as well, that they're outliers. So I, I, you, can't, you can't judge, I can't make a statement saying that all dealerships are horrible. I'm just saying in my, in my experience, typically for a young person who's starting up a detail business, doesn't have a connection with the biggest auction in the entire world, or, you know, their uncle has 17 dealerships and they can work a deal or whatever the case is. Well, those to me, in my mind, I'm sorry to interrupt, but yeah. those are two different things. The detail operations at a car dealership, and if you're if you have a business of doing wholesale detailing to to a car dealer, I wish I that's completely that different that's than completely different than an auction. I could have totally crushed them down. Yeah. <laughs> that was a great point. I should have said that. It's, we're talking about car dealerships, not auctions. Right, two different it's things. Two, two, two different, different things. Yeah. It's yeah, a different the, business. They're kind of connected, yeah. but they are different yeah. enough. Yeah. yeah. Well, you didn't invite me to this party, so uh, I could have yeah, well, been there for you. Yeah, you could have backed me up. Yeah. I told you all the Pop-Tarts <laughs> you could eat, and you didn't want to try. <laughs> 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 it was good. I would have to agree with you, though. To me, there's two different worlds. But, and like you're a, a young, like you're a young uh, detailer starting yourself out in the business. That's a great way to get great experience. It's fairly consistent. It's not maybe the, the top dollar per job, but you can run a ton of volume. Figure out the numbers. It mm -hmm. can be a good deal for you. Plus, you meet a lot of people. Yeah, I, there's no arguments there. I was merely playing devil's advocate with everybody. And a lot of people chimed in and were like, yeah, I agree with that. Is that 
if you're trying to get into a position of profitability, I don't, we have a thing called the contribution ratio. So everything gets put into, and we talked about this before, he's probably sick of hearing it, but you put everything into this spreadsheet. <laughs> he's nodding his head, yes. Yeah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so you basically measure everything and then divide it by how much you're either charging for the service or charging for the product, let's say, and there's a contribution ratio, and you figure out, hey, out of all the things that I do, meaning I get up in the morning and brush my teeth and then I go to bed, everything in between, what is that contributing to my bottom line? And if you were to measure that for your business, I think car, detail, uh, car dealerships in the vo high volume is at the very end of it. I'm not saying it's not good, it's not whatever. I just, if I were trying to be profitable, that was, that's not where I'd want to be. Yeah, in, in my that's personal experience, they want, they want the most from you. They want to beat you up pretty good on the price. It's right. my personal experience of only. Of course. And they want to pay you in 90 days or, you know. So that's tough. I mean, especially starting out or even And you're forgetting the most important thing. They want it now. Oh, it's got to be And you got to stop everything you're doing. You have to, that time of switching and having the guys come off and then the, the nonsense of driving back and forth to the dealership, waiting the 90 days, your cash flow. I'm not it's saying not it's not good. If you figure it out and you, and you make it right, then great. I'm just saying you have an uphill battle as opposed to someone who's coming in and paying $200 for a detail. I can promise you the dealership is not paying you your retail rate. I, am I wrong on that one? Yeah, that's correct. Like they're not going to be like, yeah, sure, I'm going to pay. I mean, maybe there's outliers somewhere. But you know, if some guys got to figure it out and they're making it profitable, and and they're they have no problem dealing with uh, the dealership mentality, I think it's okay. God bless. They, they made it work. Yeah. I well, just wanted to give people the heads not up. Not every like, dealership owner is the same. So one that's guy may have thing. a great experience and enjoy doing that type of work, and another guy doesn't want anything to do with it, and he's been burned. So to have an argument of which way is ideal for anybody, it depends on do you enjoy doing the work. And are you making money with that dealer? Because well, if that, you're doing 12 dealers, you're not going to keep the ones that are not profitable. If you're saying, hey, I can make a run at this. I think I've figured it out. Yeah. And I think I can part. do you it. You just said there, if you can figure it out, it, it's about that particular business model. Now, I'm aware of a very large company that has figured it out and has mastered that uh, wholesale detailing service to car dealers. And they actually have over 160 car dealerships wow. that they service. That's figured out all right. And very profitable company, but it, you said it right on, you know, nail on the head there, Kevin. It's, it's, a, it's a different kind of, it's a different type of a detailing business, mm -hmm. and you really got to know how to operate that kind of business. You yeah. can't just go to a car dealership and say, hey, can I, uh, you know, do your cars for you? you it's, it can get very complex. It can yeah. be very relationship-oriented. You got to know what the hot buttons are for those car dealers, mm -hmm. and you got to serve those. <laughs> in a way that you can be efficient in the back end and get the car done quickly enough to make money. So you're yeah. saying only 50 dueling steps, not 80. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Because the dealership. Right. right. <laughs> no, you're, you're right. It's a totally, I just want to be clear that I'm not against dealerships. I just think that young, I'm concerned about the young people listening or the guy, I want to get into the business and I get a lot of those emails. Yeah. Just be aware of all the things that we said. Uh, go in with eyes wide open. You know, if somebody, if a young guy wants to get in the business and wants to go dealership, mm -hmm. maybe use the, just a used car dealership only. They're smaller. That's a good point. Yeah, and There's they'll beat them up enough, they'll toughen them up. Well, mm -hmm. right and now. then where, do you, where are you located if you're in Beverly Hills you know, versus you're out in the middle of nowhere and all there are are, are dealerships and there's not a, a high income bracket? Obviously, you're not going to be doing the $2,500 details. You're going to have to figure out how to do dealerships. So. Mm -hmm. Now, somebody said I didn't count last night. Because what do I know about dealerships? That I do do a dealership. Yes, that's right. right. So what, I, I what, deal, what dealership? What cars do these this dealership? Well, have? the very last one was a Ferrari F 
F30. I'm F430. Um, and then uh, the two Aventadors and the Black Enzo. But they're all used, and it's a dealership. Yeah, a used car lot. Yeah, a used yeah. car lot. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you buy the Enzo and you get a free coffee mug and a T-shirt. <laughs> so it's a dealership. You know. So you're slumming it doing used yeah, car work, Yeah, just the heck. Stole my soul to the devil, didn't I? I was late for the Pinto story. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it it can be figured out, but I see your point, Larry, in that um, if you look at the different types of detailing businesses, there's, there's a lower-lying fruit. There's a shorter path to profit than going to a car dealership. And I, yeah, that. I yeah. want to say one more time that that's all on yeah. the point I'm trying to make. Yeah. I'm not trying to poop yeah. on dealerships. I uh -huh. just want people to understand. Yeah. It could be a good place to open. Yeah. Absolutely. No and, doubt about and, it. And experience. True. True. All right. New topics. These guys are beating me up here. I like to stick in the in topics that I win on. Oh, okay. High-end customers. That's 90% of the emails I get. How, how do I do a Ferrari? I want to do a Ferrari. How yeah. do I get those people? And I go like, <laughs> I don't even know how to answer that question. Well, first of all, you have to make sure that do they really want that and why do they want that. Um, usually people chase that work for ego. I 100% agree with and that. And that's the wrong motivation. In terms of profitability, sometimes, unless I think you get to the upper, upper right. echelon, those are the worst cars. Uh, yes. Because, like, I'd some, in terms of profitability, again, I'd rather do the dirty minivan with, you know, urine in the backseat because you can charge for that. Well, well you know, clean it like it, it, mentally, I have a, there's a scale, right? Let's say, let's say that number one is the nastiest, filthiest vehicle you can possibly imagine, and ten being Pebble Beach type vehicle. Mm -hmm. So somewhere on that scale, pick out where your skill level is, what your confidence level is, and what your market will bear, and, and, and carve that out and, and cater your business to do that. You know, and you, you want to make sure it's profitable, make sure you have access to it, make sure you can handle it. So I'm not, I've touched on 10 and I've come way down to two maybe, you know, but I, I do have somewhere in the middle that's a fine, you know, sweet spot that that's specific to my business. I mean, specific to our style of detailing. See what I mean? So so it's it's not the super high end all the time when it's not the super low end, but it's somewhere in there. So I say... Wherever you are in the country and you're thinking about getting into business, you know, figure that out. Is that, did that make sense with that? You see what I'm talking about? Yeah. 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 It's, it's right fit. Because everybody wants to do a Ferrari. Why you want to do a Ferrari? You, you, you got to be motivated by the profit, not by the ego. I also think it takes time. Like, you're not just going to walk in and be Joe Schmo in the beginning, you know. Well, well, say, hey, I'm going to do a Ferrari. He tomorrow. is Joe Schmo. Yeah, yeah I'm Joe Schmo. Well, if, if, if you do want to get the high end stuff, you got to put yourself in the right place. Um, <laughs> Anything you get nice, I I milked it for all it, it was. Like if I if I did two Ferraris, I can tell people, oh, when I do Ferraris, you know, mm -hmm. I'm not lying. Right? Yeah. knows I just did two Ferraris. <laughs> I think we may all agree as well as that uh, you've got to find the right person, meaning client, mm -hmm. that appreciates and, and wants to pay that kind of money because there are a lot of people that own very nice cars, mm -hmm. and it's just a means of transportation. Right. Mm -hmm. Correct. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I mean, we've all done. Very nice cars and charge a lot of money for them, but some of them, it's like, hey, give it to me, mm. make it shine. Well, what, what, what I say is, you got to find a car guy. Well, this is a perfect combination for me: a car guy with a lot of money. If any one of those two things are missing, is not the kind of client I want. I don't want a guy with a lot of money who is not a car guy, and I don't want a car guy who doesn't have any money. You know, I got to find both oh, of them yeah. together. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, a car guy with money. 
Because, you know, I, as a joke, I say poor people suck. That's why I tell my guys, you know. So, so I specifically, because I, I can. <laughs> there, there, there's a lot of people in my area with money, so I can. If you live somewhere where it, it, there's not, then, you know, don't bother pers- looking for Ferraris, you know. Um, but I can. So I just specifically target them, and, and I catered it with my services, with my prices, to, to, to um, get those people and hold them, mm. you know. <laughs> and then, and then it, it sometimes works out weird because I don't know how they got past the security guard and my bouncer, but somebody with a Toyota will call, you know. Have you seen my van? I'm, there's no phone number on my van. You know, I have just my name. Mm-hmm. It's, for, it's for identification purposes only. So when I'm slowing down in front of a big house and they look out the window, who's this weird van? All they know is Superior Shine. But I don't, I don't have a phone number on it because I, I, I don't cater to the average car. And there's nothing wrong. If somebody does, there's nothing wrong with it whatsoever. But I just set my business up to go to the higher level. And, again, because I can because they're there in my front, in my front yard. And uh, lost my train of thought. <laughs> we all lost your train of thought. That's right. Yeah, then I lost my train of thought. You know how those Toyotas yeah. are calling you? I'm giving you, uh, giving them their, your number. Well, I mean, when they call I mean, me, I give them your oh, number. Well, yeah, I mean, well, that's I mean, fine. You know, I mean, a lot of money can be made with those, you know. But but I just I just didn't target that and then set up my business to that. So mm-hmm. so if I got the, the, um, our our systems, our processes, the stuff we use, the way we do it, the Toyota owner usually isn't going to pay that. Got to be a got to be a car guy. And now getting agree. getting those customers is one thing, but you know keeping them for years is another, right? Y- I mean, yes. You can get you can get new customers like that, but how do you hang on to them? Well, hanging on to them doesn't have very much to do with how good the cars look. You know, I don't want to shock everybody. Car has to look good, and they have to be happy with it. But these guys, our our by nature, our standards as detailers are way higher than my clients. Oh yeah, way I higher, totally and I and I, and I and I get and hold on to high end clients with showing up on time and not being a hassle and cleaning up after myself. Or when they call, I'm there. Or something happens, I'm there. So it's the service side. It's more of a service yeah. side. It, it has. It I think has, it's the convenience side for the guys in that level. They they don't want to deal. Well, you know I, mean, what I mean, I have it's clients that own numbers of cars, like like Derek does. Imagine that guy taking each car to the car wash. Of course not. Or something. And like you have the code to their garage. You go in, you do their I thing. I have all their keys. You just take care of whatever, right. and then you leave. Is that really. how you do it, Derek? You've got customers you had for years. Yeah, we we all have clients like that, I'm sure. And, and <clears throat> I would agree. Convenience is huge. Mm. So you're setting up your services such that it's very, very convenient to the customer. Yeah, yeah and, and, and basically my motto is, you know, you're paying, I'm working, whatever you need done. You know, for right. some of my clients, I'm not only taking care of the cars, I'm driving the cars, I'm, I'm continuing all the maintenance on the cars, anything mechanical, oil That's changes, my sweet spot. all mm-hmm. that stuff. I'm mopping floors, I'm cleaning windows. I, mean, I treat that shop as if it were my <laughs> own. I, you know, I'm cleaning bathrooms. It's my shop. Right? Mm-hmm. And the client comes in every day, he knows that it's his handle. You know, if he wants to take a certain car home that day, it's peeled up, it's sitting in full position in front of the door, it's ready to go. Awesome. Those are the things that you that I do personally, and everyone has their own level of what they'll they're willing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been really fortunate, and blessed with the clientele that we've given. Yeah. I, I consider it an honor to take care of all these cars. And then you don't need that many clients, like you said. You don't I have that many, and I don't have that many. <laughs> For example, Jason sometimes would come out with a new compound, like whatever, and give me a sample to play with. And call me in a month and say, well, what do you think about that compound? I haven't bought anything yet. What do you mean I haven't bought anything yet? I mean, you're hurting for business? Well, no, I take care of the same, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I take care of the same whatever cars over and over again, and they're, they're perfect, you know? And, yeah. and so it's very, 
you know, there's stuff I don't get to use until they buy a new car or I, I get a new client or something. Mm. So it, it's kind of a, it's a nice, it's a nice sweet spot to be in. Yeah, when you when you're taking care of the clients. What was your original collection. premise here, though? Because everybody that's here is talking about once they've made it over the hump. Oh, Nobody's talking about how did you get there. That's and because me, I was doing everything to minivans to perfect them to where somebody said, wow, who did your minivan? Somebody that was an enthusiast. Give me that guy's number. Mm -hmm. So where somebody would say, well, that you're not making anything. You're wasting your time. I was just getting good at what I do. And I was doing it the best I could every car, every time. And that's how I built my business mm -hmm. when I was detailing full time. So I wasn't sure if you were talking about, you know, ideally, where do you want to be? Really, a lot of the people that are listening to this podcast don't know how to get there yet. Mm -hmm. yeah, I, I think you're bringing up two good, you know, two good points that we sort of scattered everything around. Yeah, here. because if I was listening and I was 18 or 20 or 22 and just so enthusiastic, I would be saying, "Yeah, but how, how do you do, do it? How, do you how did you get it? there? Well, how do you even you know talk I, to those people?" But you know? you know what I call that? I call that paying your dues. Everybody I, needs to pay their dues. A thousand okay. percent agree on right. that. Right, and we're at, you know, this and, and, and and I tell you where I paid my dues. I paid my dues working at dealerships. Yes, I paid my dues working at a repossessed uh, tow yard where they re repossess cars. Mm -hmm. They they get the car lean, sell it, whatever they do, and I'd have to clean them up. And when somebody knows they're going to get their car repossessed, they don't take care of it. Mm -hmm. So there'd be just the most disgusting things inside there. And I've done all that type of stuff. So I've, I've paid my dues. I've, I've, I've taken off water spots and charged way too cheap. I've, I've shampooed mildew out of cars and other funky things in there. So I've done that for years and years and years and have a little bit of experience on all that type of thing. Yeah, and then just paid your dues. And then we can all relate to that. I would, I would even go to the point where, granted, I had a lot more free time than I had work. So I'm thinking, okay. I'm going to walk into these businesses, let them know I'm here. And if I can't sell a job, then I'll offer to do one for free. That's what I had to do. I moved out I'm going to give you one free car wash. You try me out. If you don't like it, no harm, That's no a foul. great practical suggestion. When that's I what I did. I had into no the business, I mean, no offer money. for free for, you know. In fact, you know what? That's how I got into doing what you're doing right now with the McGuire's office, you know, mm -hmm. all the executive cars you do. That's how I cracked in. I, I was looking at the McGuire's business, didn't know anybody there. But I walked in the door, and I mean, I was stupid enough to say, "I want to, want to detail Barry McGuire's car," and they just kind of laughed. <laughs> like, That's yeah, aggressive. Right, sure. I like it, man. You actually and said that? I did. I said, "I'm here to detail at the know, office in Irvine." I want to talk to Barry wow. McGuire. I've never met him. Didn't didn't know him. How long ago was this? Oh, this was oh gosh, years and early '90s. We have a, a, a phrase 90s. for that in Cuba: "Grande cojones." <laughs> yeah. that, that was, that's pretty well, good. It didn't it didn't get me where anywhere at first, but to your point, Derek, um, I said, all right. After a couple of times of come walking in the door asking for that, I knew I wasn't going to get anywhere. So I talked to the receptionist. So how? Tell me about your car. You want? You know, I could detail yours, and then you can share with people how you yeah. know how the service and they. And that's I gave the receptionist a free detail. From that, I got one of the lower level managers. They they noticed what, you know, the reception. Your attention to yeah. detail and but, And then it snowballed after that. So I think that's a great practical suggestion. You, the crack in the door, sometimes you have to offer a free service, and then it snowballs after that. Mm -hmm. um, I got a free service, Bill. Uh, I wanted to get in the aircraft. So the coolest, baddest, rarest aircraft are in museums. So I approached the museum and go, hey, I want to polish up your aircraft. And there's only two of those in the world. Yeah, it needs to shine. Well, we have these old airplanes in the back that need to be power washed. So I was huffing and puffing, man. I'm the Joe Superior Shine. I'm going to be washing those things. But I thought it was worth it. So I'd go pressure wash airplanes. 
I'd run out of gas and go put more gas in the fresh washer, more water, come back, finish the airplane. They were happy with how I washed them. Well, next time is a little dinky something that's not rare, but it's an old airplane that needs to be polished. Mm. This is not the rare stuff I wanted. Well, all right, let me polish it. Took pictures of it, made a big deal about it. Okay, ultimately, right, I made tons of money doing some of these rare World War II aircraft, the B-17 that's in Orange County, and and really cool stuff like that. So it all started with donating my time. What what I'm hearing is there's no quick route to getting to the Ferrari. There's nothing to open the floodgates. I mean, if you do, it's very rare, but nothing to open the floodgates with Ferraris. You got to pay your dues. You got to do. You got to be tactical about, like you did. You got to think ahead and be tactical and make. And make these precision decisions to get there. Well, and build relationships. Well, building relationships. Yeah. Word of great. mouth, I think, you know, it's very cliche, but it's yeah. cliche because and, it's true. And the exotic car guy, who's he hanging out with? Other exotic car guys. So you make one very happy and whoosh, it just opens a floodgate. That, mm-hmm. that, well, that's when you open up. You got to get up there, and then when you make one car, guy happy, then they all. Now, it all, it also, if you make him angry, <laughs> you know, it, it'll, it's, it'll get you. It's a yeah. double edged you know, Here's sword. another topic that you may have written down or not, but. <clears throat> You're you're doing making that effort to get to the clientele at, at at whatever level. I think all of us can give a little more than what the client's paying for. You know, so at what point do you stop doing that? I, I don't think I ever do. Well, you give it to the first one, and you charge the second one that Correct. he set you Let's up say, with. You tell them, hey, don't tell them yeah. a price plead. You're getting a very special deal or free, but correct. You understand? That's another big no, no. That, you, you know, I didn't tell him a price. You, you nail this guy. Yeah, you know, you, you get him because he's got the dough. Matter oh, of fact, if you word. charge him more, he thinks it's a better job. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> no, I've had that. I've had people tell me that, of course, kind of jokingly. But you know, that's where you, you give away the first or second one, third one. But at some point, you say, okay, this is the rate. Yeah. And if you're only one person, you don't need a lot of these guys. And if you plan on hiring right. people and trying to build and build and build, that's different. But how many customers with 25 cars does one guy need? Can he handle? Not Seven. that many. That's the number, magic number. Seven. One a day. <laughs> I, I feel like I had, yeah, exactly. Sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> say, one a pre- day. That's pretty much yeah. it. Just, so the point of this whole, I think, podcast or something that's be here is there's seems like there's just a plethora of different options that can be uh, done. It's really about the, the detailer deciding what he wants to do. Yeah. Dealerships, awesome, great. Get a bunch of guys figure out the business model, mm-hmm. really understand that there's a lot of relationship-driven and behind-the-scenes things that you need to be aware of and decide if you want to hop into that. Great. If you want to do uh, start off you know, single, a single guy hitting uh, country clubs or whatever it is that yeah. we're talking about and, and giving the freebie away and cultivating it that way and then working your way up to the, to the Ferraris. But I guess the moral of the story is I think all of us and the guys that are currently doing Ferraris around the world listening to this, you know, didn't start by just doing just. Hey, I do Ferraris. There are a few me. guys that can do that now and have through using social media and 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 learning rapidly because you know you can learn rapidly now. Look at the technology that's changed, but look right, at also right. that you can actually you know type in high end detailing or high end paint polishing or something like that and get relevant current information from guys like us and the how tos who have been in the in the industry and spent the forty hours and sixty hours and, and made transition transitions saying that there's gotta be a better way. And either thinking about a better way or developing a better way. And making it easy to go in a year or two to be pretty fantastic at what you do. What what does irk me that I see is there's a few 
times I've read where a guy said, hey, you know, doing that high-end paint polishing, that's all great. And that's great for your ego and all that. But put that aside. I want to know how to make money. Forget that. And I'm thinking, wait a minute. If it wasn't for guys like me and Derek and Jason. Joe and Jason who stood Larry. out there till 2 a.m. working 40 Maybe hours Larry. buffing. Mm -hmm. oh, and Larry, yeah. Well, Larry's a, he, he's a lot younger than us. I mean, let's not yeah, be trying to kid. He's, he's a, we got a little time yeah, on him. A lot him. better looking, even, too. Even Larry. <laughs> Don't hate because I have hair. Larry's, Larry had to learn somewhere. He did. And now he is teaching the generation below him. So, But somebody had to, to be willing to say, I've discovered something that works well. Let me share it with you. Mm-hmm. The guys that say, "Well, I don't want to know about that," you know, that that doesn't matter to me. It's like you, you're you're able to say that because we we paved the way, and we shared the information. Mm -hmm. So don't don't belittle the guys that do spend forty hours, eighty hours, one hundred twenty. And so, what if they don't make a hundred dollars an hour? You're benefited. Yeah. You've benefited from it. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I can yeah. remember back when when people wouldn't share that information. It oh, was a trade yeah. secret. Hey, you know, I want to learn how to rotary. Secret. No, get the vacuum. Way. Yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. like black magic, like, I, and it wasn't. It, you know what? It, it wasn't black magic. It was just no, because you know what'll happen? That guy will start a detail shop against me, so I'm not yeah. telling him anything. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and then yeah. the complete polar opposite. Now there's information everywhere. Everyone's willing to help. I Please. don't think yeah. somebody needs to fail. And I said this. I think I said this last night. I don't think someone needs to fail for you to be successful. No, right. there's a yeah. billion cars out there. Mm -hmm. Like, but look at what's happened. You know, that was the standard thing. I want to learn to polish paint from you. No. Because he knew, I'm in my town. You're in my town. If I teach you, you'll leave. And then, now with social media, and internet, now it's different because now I can be the man. I'm going to show everybody what I know. Yeah. It's true. And it opened up, like, hey, did that, does that make sense? That it, it makes sense. You know, when you're in a small little micro... Cosmic. You, help me out, guys. <laughs> he's I was drowning. Say climate, he's but I was, you know, culture or you know, yes. small Microsoft. area. Microsoft. Yeah. yeah, it's different than when you're like, okay, I'm going to transition so I can reach more people and maybe sell my product or whatever. So it's just interesting. The whole industry's changed, not just because the industry's changing, but because technology and uh, people are changing. Yeah. You know, I think it, tools are making it easier to do. Oh man, it's the I best mean, time ever right now to be out of detailer. It's got so fun and so quick. Yeah. And so it it's just you, you can. We're doing stuff way at a higher level than we used to 20 way years ago. Way easier. Trying. Way, way easier. Yeah. Way higher. Yeah. You yep. Put your headphones on. And get, and no, in a way, it's good. In a way, <laughs> eyes back. <laughs> just, <laughs> but see, in a way, it's Almost good. Almost autopilot. Yeah. Yeah. In a way, it's good. In a way, it's bad. Because yeah. what, what's good about it is that, well, me as a business owner, I can hire employees, get them to a high level of polishing pretty quick. Pretty quickly. And then in a way, it's bad. Like any, any clown, like Larry, can come around the scene the last minute oh. and grab one of these machines and he... Oh, watch, no, just watch, watch, watch. Oh, Joe oh, just got is, cut out. Oh, <laughs> hey, where'd Joe go? <laughs> now right. His microphone's off. That's crazy. Well, that that that's the, 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 the true businessman, the responsible businessman, is becoming more important in this industry. That's right. That's Showing right. up. Like, the, oh, like yeah. I just said, all the service. Showing right. up on time right. and all that. So mm -hmm. we want to get these machines, teach my guys quickly how to do a really good job, and go make money. And where, where are you with time? Got to go. You got to go? Yep. All right. On that note, We'll wind up because once Jason leaves, that's, that's the podcast. It. The party's over. over. <laughs> we don't know what to do. If I with, leave with him. the room, man. Yeah. All right, so I'm going to leave you with a thought. Maybe somebody can answer, and if we get on the discussion, then we can just kick Jason out. Is there a difference between? Let's see if I can word this correctly. But I need a wordsmith this. But is there a difference between doing a detailing, paint correcting 
Is there a difference between doing a paint correction on a Ferrari versus doing a paint correction on a minivan? Mm. Is there a difference? Is there a fundamental difference? Or is it the perceived value and having the insurance to back it up if you screw up the car? Or I'm, I'm posing that as a food for thought. Is, is there a difference? Is there a uh, difference in what? And, and difference in the results? So if somebody is or? proficient at detailing a minivan, yeah. and they're the world's greatest minivan detailer, yeah. is there something preventing them from being the world's greatest Ferrari? No. Okay. No. I, oh. I, I, I agree with that. Paint is paint. I agree with that. I mean, it's, it's the coating over the car. The car could be whatever. That's, yeah. I'm, trying yeah. to, I'm trying to disassemble the illusion yeah. That you are a superior human being because well, you do Ferraris oh. or something. <laughs> well, I'll, 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 I'll tell you the well, difference. You do a better job on paint when you can spend more time with it, and the guy that owns a Ferrari can afford to pay you for more time. That is exactly. Is. That is exactly. It's That's very it simple math. Very simple it, math. It, yeah. It, it, so the Toyota owner has 150 bucks, and, and we got to give him you know, 150 bucks worth, worth of work. Worth, yeah. And the Ferrari guy. And this is how this is how I. But a lot of these guys who who are like, wait a minute. Fifteen hundred bucks, two thousand dollars to wash and wax my car. Well, I'm, I explain them. We're gonna correct the paint, and here's how I explain. I go, to, you, you have an amazing car here, right? It's, it's seven hundred horsepower. I go, you got high performance wheels on. You got high performance brakes. You got this very powerful engine with special oil in it, and we, we need to get that paint to match it. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. We're gonna match the shine. We're bringing. I mean, you have this thing that's just there's there's nothing there's no reason why anybody needs to have a, a Lamborghini Ventador. You know, it's just for it's just. Picking up There's performance. no practical reason of having a yellow car that's, well, that's it has seven hundred horsepower, anything. right? It's, it's hard no to get in and out of. <laughs> it's an so, ego thing. So what I'm trying to say is, we <laughs> need, let's just let's just you have you have everything at such a high level because it's cool and it's badass, whatever. Mm -hmm. Let's get that paint equal with everything else. Mm -hmm. So know? when I tell people, you know, this is how much this costs, I don't care if it's a La Ferrari or Honda Civic, but that's the rate that exactly. I'm... Exactly. That's the I don't, I'm not a car snob. Right, it doesn't matter to me. Right. It's the rate. I'll because sweep I, the floor. I get car guys that bring me like an S2000 Honda or an older Audi, and, and they pay that money. They mm -hmm. saved it up, and, and they're car guys, and that happens to be their their baby, and, and they pay that money. So I'm not charging extra for it. Now, so, you know, you just go in it, and, and you're spending the more time, just like you would a, a very expensive car. Mm. Yeah. Anyways, I wanted to, I wanted to pose that. I know Jason's got to go, but that's yeah. just food for thought. To I think, think about. if you're talented and passionate and talent and and, and you want to do you know detail cars, it doesn't matter. I think the draw thing. is because I mean, let's be honest. The Lamborghinis with the doors open, and the Ferraris and the Bugatti—they're just sexy. They're awesome. Every like, who doesn't want to be around them? Yeah. But I think there's a a, a myth that. You have to be. You're a better detailer because you're doing high-end cars. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think yeah. the consequences are bigger. The consequences I, 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 are bigger. Yeah, right. You have yeah, to carry insurance. You have to have business that allows you to carry insurance. You, you can't just go in and say, "I want a million dollars in insurance," and it's the first day in business. They'll be like, "Get the heck out of here!" You have to. Have, that's how insurance works. Now you know I detailed for Bugatti, and my insurance wouldn't cover a Bugatti, so I had to make it clear with them. You know, my insurance only covered the valve stem cap. <laughs> so, so uh, the air you know, in the tire. I mean, and, and, I mean, I'm talking about destroying a Bugatti from you know, mm. from completely destroying it. But if we damage the door or something, my insurance would cover that. Mm. You know, but I didn't have three point seven million dollars or whatever it was. You know, mm. and they they were cool with it. They understood. And whatever. So, mm. you know, so the consequences are higher. Yeah, but and mm -hmm. you know, one thing when you get used to these high end cars, which we, me and him were talking about, um. A lot of the nervousness goes away because when you first start doing them, you're nervous. You're, oh my god, you have to relax and just, you know it's just a car. In a way, it's not just a car, but in a way, it is just a car. But we were mm -hmm. talking that we don't want to be completely 
calm about it. What's the word? I don't know the word for it. Just numb. Like, you like, don't want to be numb. You don't want to be numb to it. I, when I work on some of these cars, like the Black Enzo I did a while back, I'm glad that I still had a little bit of, of uh, butterflies. Fear. Yeah, a little bit of butterflies. You want to keep sports. The, the fear, instant man. you're you're not a little bit scared to go out on the field, yeah. the ice rink, right. or whatever. You lost your edge. You lost your edge. edge. You lost your edge. Yeah. So always keep that. Always maintain that. You know. Always, and you do that by pushing the envelope. Kind of. If you just get, if it's just bored and all the cars are running together. Yeah. All it takes on one of those cars is just to accidentally kick the seal or drive your shoe on one of the tires oh, or something, and you jump like, "Oh man, if I fall on this car!" Yeah. So, you know, yeah. One, one, one of my one of my guys, yeah. one of my guys was using a DA with a foam pad, and they put spreading wax, which is very safe. But uh, and another one of my guys was taking pictures. From, well, he took pictures. So he said something, and the guy with the DA looked up and he, he goes, "Yeah," he something answered a question, and the DA's going. And I got on him for that. You know, this is a Ferrari Genzo. Uh, you know, go, yeah, but a phone pad, the yeah, go, but still, I mean, you got to be on your game, you know, because this, yeah. you know, we, we can burn an edge on a Honda and just take it to the Honda dealer and get painted and, and whatever it comes out, even if it doesn't match exactly, it makes everybody happy, kind of. But an Enzo is just, you yeah. know. That's oh. what I was thinking in our, in our booth is there's this 429 rare car. It's got to be 600,000. It's, it's, right. it's a numbers matching yeah. 1969. Boss 420. And it's a beautiful car. And I'm looking at Very it, nice and I'm car. thinking, you know, there's some defects here. And I was thinking, what if somebody came up and said, well, you didn't get this out. And I was like, if you think that I'm going to go after that That's for right. this show, That's right. because it's just a temp, you know, it's a, it's a one-week deal, and something went wrong, it's not going to just get painted somewhere. He's going to send it right. to the original painter. You're going to pay right. the transport both ways, and you're going to pay big time. It's not – the job wasn't to perfect. The job was to make it look as – Good as it can, right? As you did. That's right, and yeah. and, and those flying colors and, and keep the the integrity of the car, keep the most paint on it you possibly could, right? Yeah, that's so, interesting. So ultimately, what we're saying is a car is a car, but sometimes it's not a car is a car. You know, the basics, the fundamentals are still the same. You got to get the paint clean and get it shiny and get it protected. You know, but when these higher end stuff, just just we move a half a second slower, as I tell people. Just, just move half a second slower on everything. That's all. I like it. Yeah. Speaking of slow. Jason Rose, you're leaving? Yes. Okay. Uh, you guys ready to wind up? We're at 53 minutes. Yeah, you guys, you guys knocked out of the park. More. So we're going to do our plugs. Kevin Brown from buffdaddy.com. Uh, plug something. Facebook. What, what do you? Yeah, I'm on Facebook every day. I'm in the detailing groups. And uh, you can go to my website, and the phone number there is my cell phone. If I can talk to you, I, I will. Otherwise, I do a lot of text messaging. And uh, happy to hear from anybody that wants to chat about Polishing and detailing and sanding. If you need any uh, Rube's polishers, that's my go-to man right there. Thank so. you, Larry, because that's, that's you mentioning it has made a, a huge difference. Good. I'm probably the smallest dealer in the country, even though I was the first one. No, but you're the best. And you're the best the one, man. <laughs> oh, Thank by far, I love the best my buff one. daddy. We can, go <laughs> yeah. another, we can go another ten minutes if you want. This is a great topic. <laughs> I wanted to get into this. <laughs> <laughs> right. This, just now he found the topic. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> his, his, his eyeballs <laughs> really got big on that one. To say, I'm. I'm Diehard McGuire is a dealer too, and yes, I, you are. I sell quite a bit of the sanding discs and the compounds. So that's my go-to sanding um, product and liquids. Pads now we got great new pads. Yeah, we do. Things are looking good. Look at that, <laughs> man. He's like the. It's just so, so quiet in there, and yeah, all of a sudden, up. we get the, we get the, yeah. He's like well, a selling machine. I'm not machine. Even at the end detailing and... anymore. I'm, I'm talking to the detailer state of the. It, you might yeah, wait. You've got you, some great my my experience. phone's not picking up anymore. <laughs> 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 hello, hello, hello. Uh, 
All right, next up, Jason Rose. I know you got to go somewhere. I said that like four times. Where are you going? You got another presentation or ba something? Yeah, back to our SEMA booth. I'm just doing demos in our booth. Mm -hmm. Yep. Actually, I may come out there and, and check you out. So anyways, you guys, I've, if you've listened to one of the podcasts, Jason's, I'm sure, in one of them, uh, McGuire's, yeah. Facebook, whatever. Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay, well, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know Jason, then you don't know anybody. Derek Bemis, plug yourself. First, want to thank everyone for being here. It's a great hanging out with you guys. Yeah. Especially you, Larry, yeah, for, 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 for inviting me, man. It's been a great treat. No, you invited me to help with the well, board cards. That was very nice. This is all new to me, and uh, it's been a great, great time. Um, everything across the board, Facebook is Detail Works. You can reach me there. You can reach me on Instagram at Detail Works. And uh, my website. W-E-R-K-S. W-E-R-K-S, correct. Thank you for pointing that out. Yep. And uh, my website is DetailWorks.net. Sexy. No, speaking of sexy, go ahead, Joe. Everybody knows who you are. You don't even need to plug. Joe Fernandez, next. Done. Thank you for That's coming right. on the podcast. <laughs> well, two quick plugs. Uh, number one is um, a lot of guys text and email me and stuff, ask questions. And if I just answer an email or a text, nobody else benefits from it. You know, So I created a group on Facebook called the Ask Superior Shine. So the benefit of that is I'll share with you. I mean, I, I'm the last person in the world that knows it all. But I can share with you my experiences. And there's other detailers there that can share their chime in and share their experiences as well. Um, also, I, I'm a Christian. Uh, I walk with Jesus, and I created another page called uh, Detailers for Jesus. Cool. So look for that on Facebook. Mm -hmm. And next year, we're going to step it up. I want to uh, sponsor maybe classes or something and have some get-togethers. and whatever. You know, the, the Las Vegas alternative. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know. You should do it directly after SEMA so we can clean all the Yeah, clean. That's right. That's right. Yeah, you know, no stripper pole, but there'll be a bucket of holy water right in the center. I'm just teasing. I'm just teasing. I don't believe in holy water, but I'm just kidding around. So so look for that. You know, everybody's welcome, the atheist as well as, you know, follower of Jesus. and Or ask Superior Shine. Don't get them confused. You know, Jesus is Jesus, and I'm just Joe. All right, I'll finish it off here. Of course, uh, visit me at AmoNYC.com. You can always shoot me an email at Larry at AmoNYC.com. And our big, huge uh, sponsors that uh, help out the podcast is ShoutEngine.com, which is where this podcast resides, and iTunes. SmokingTire.com with my buddy Matt and Mike Musto. I'm actually hanging with Mike uh, at the show, and we'll have more on that. You can follow me on Instagram at AmoNYC. And, of course, our friends at Jalopnik that post lots and lots of uh, you know, pictures and, and videos that we shoot over here. If you have any questions, again, you know where to reach me. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back in the next uh, week or two. Thanks, guys. Bye.